Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy on Kaya FM 95.9. The time is 7 o'clock. Um, you're listening to Kai FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. I hope you had a great long weekend. Um, another week has started and we are together again for the rest of this week. My name is Dr. Cindy Siwefansale and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Our podcasts are up, so visit kaifm.co.za and um, you can also listen to us um, on live on kaifm.co.za and you can also catch us on the um, DSTV audio bouquet on channel 861. Medical issue. Kaya FM 95.9 Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan So today's topic is um, a serious topic And I'm very happy to be joined in studio by um, Tracy Zeman Jacobs And tonight we'll be speaking about um, affairs And is it possible to save a marriage or a relationship after an affair? So you can join the conversation by calling us on 86 0009 You can SMS us on 36959. And that is what we're discussing this evening. So I was reading something um, over the weekend which says that marriages don't end because of infidelity. They end because of how infidelity is dealt with. So can a marriage actually be saved following an affair, a marriage or a relationship? Is it possible to survive infidelity? And this is... Um, the reason why we got Tracy Zeman Jacobs, she's an intimacy and relationship coach, um, into studio so that we can talk about this and 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 also give tips on how to save your marriage or relationship um, following following an affair. And we are also looking to hear from people that have survived infidelity and how and how they 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 went through it. I think from my work, the work that I do. Um, I see a lot of couples that are going through infidelity. And one of the things that I'm always very quick to point out to the person that has been cheated on is that whatever has happened wasn't their fault. It's not a reflection of who they are as a person. It's not a reflection of, of their level of attractiveness. It's not about them. And and yes, obviously, if you're caught up in that bubble, you know, it's all about you because you're, you're the one that's hurting, you're the one that's been wronged. But the person that has cheated hasn't done it because there's anything wrong with you. They've done it because an opportunity availed itself and they went for it. So I'm always very quick to say that because what happens is that the person that's been cheated on then just wallows in, in, in pain and self-pity and doubt. And it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's painful to watch. So I'd, I'll say that from the get-go. But you can call us on 86 You can SMS us on 36959 and tell us about your experience and how you salvaged your relationship after infidelity. Tracy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I love your voice, by the way. <laughs> you have thank a you. very sexy voice. <laughs> thank but you. yeah, Tracy, just, just before, we go into answering, now. Before, before we go into answering questions, I need to know, um, how did you get into, into a relationship and intimacy coaching? Well, um, I always say that uh, it took me a long time to get here, but uh, I always knew it was, it was hidden. Um, after I survived the four years post my divorce and the shock um, of my divorce, um, I realized that I had a message to share with women and with men that um, A, you can survive divorce and B, that there's a lot that I learned from my experience. Mm. And it got 
got me thinking a lot about marriage and um, what actually happens during this whole process of choosing a mate and we fall in love, we get married, we pledge ourselves to each other and then something happens and I'm not quite sure what it was and I spent quite a lot of years trying to figure this out, what happens, Mm. Um, which led me to a lot of self-healing with my own intimacy coach and my own sexual healing, uh, which obviously goes back to many, many years ago, um, childhood stuff and whatever it was. And it was a very enlightening experience. And I realized that actually you do need to heal yourself before you can heal others. Mm. And on this journey of of uh, my own healing, my own intimacy coaching, um, I discovered that this is something I needed to do. And I needed to help men and women to connect with themselves as sexual beings and to understand that before they can actually get into a relationship with anyone else, they have to have a healthy relationship with themselves. Mm. And and after you, you, your divorce, Tracy, the people around you, I mean, obviously mm. you had mutual friends and this family. How did that pan out? Um, it was difficult indeed. Um, and I found that the peop- some people were, were around for the gossip mm. um, and other people were really around for love and with love and support um and unfortunately it's difficult during the the muddy time to actually discern who is there for the gossip and who's there for the love and support so what would you advise under those circumstances do you you keep everything to yourself do you find a a relationship counselor and tell them everything how how do you navigate how would you recommend people navigate through that that muddy well, time something reminds me my mother kept saying to me you need to watch the good wife and i guess yeah i can't even please i can't even read the headlines at the moment i can't even concentrate but i tell you eight years later and i watched the good wife mm. i wish i would have watched the good wife and if i could give anybody advice just say as little as possible because this is what she did throughout this whole series Mm. of The Good Wife. You say as little as possible and trust only your friends that you know forever and only your family and yeah, just say as little as possible. Okay, that's that's great advice. Don't feed anyone's uh, curiosity. Okay. So the reason why we have you in studio, so if you've just joined us, you're listening to Kai FM 95.9 to me, Cindy Fansale, um, on Sidebar Cindy, and I'm with Tracy Zeman Jacobs. She's an intimacy and relationship coach. So this evening, we're speaking about marriages and can a marriage or a relationship be saved following an affair? And the reason we have Tracy in studio is because Tracy actually, um, she, she, she believes that yes, marriages and relationships can be saved. And, and that's, that's a different stance because I don't. So I counsel for separation and I believe that sometimes time apart is what you need for you to, for you guys to realize that, you know, you could work again or maybe you're just not working and you must go your separate ways. And so that's different, you know, you're different from what I normally do. So this is why we have you in studio. So with the people that you see, um, what are the what are the initial things that they're going through? What, what what's the most what, what's the thing on the table the most? Is it pain? Is it anger? What do they what what mm. what do they present with? Okay, what do they present? With? <laughs> well, they they do they present with a lot of anger and resentment and hurt. Well, we know that it's the same thing. 
um, and just disbelief that this actually happened and betrayal betrayal Um, there's a lot of a feeling of that the past never actually happened Um, at the moment I'm thinking of a particular couple um, and the wife is saying to me that she just feels as though all the years before the affair it's as though they didn't they were irrelevant and that's what she's finding the most hard Mm -hmm. to deal with so I think that it's just when when there is infidelity there's so much chaos and so much pain that no one really knows who's the victim who's the perpetrator everybody's feeling so hurt and devastated and crushed and that's something that that we don't really speak about that even the person that has cheated yes. is also feeling some 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 pain yes, there's guilt um tremendous guilt for whether it's the woman or the man in the relationship who's either decided to leave or has been caught or whatever it is um and there's tremendous guilt at what have I done to the family I've created I've torn everything apart um let's say there's a decision to leave have I really made the right decision um especially when you're watching the reaction of the children other family members and you know that you want this other person or this other life but yet you can't manage to justify the the hate, I mean, mm. the, the, the destruction that so you caused. So there's a lot of um, flux between these people. There's so much chaos and so much pain. Mm. And so when, when, the, when the couple has arrived, they're sitting down, here's the situation. What's, what's your role as a relationship coach? What are, you, what, what's a, what, what are the first few things that you want to do? Because I also recommend, I also refer patients to a psychologist, mm. right? Go as a couple and go for couples counseling. But many times they don't want to go because the person that's, the, the guilty person feels as if it's going to be a a, um, a blame session where, mm. you know, the victim sits there and just points fingers the whole time. So what happens in the, in the first few sessions mm. with you? Yeah, and obviously the guilty party per- perceives that the therapist will probably be sitting there uh, judging as well. Mm-hmm. So what I what I do is um, that I tell the couple that there's at this point in time we're just going to hear both sides of the story. We're going to just listen. I'm going to listen impartially, and I also explain to the couple that each individual within this relationship we don't look at them as islands that they have a past and they have a history and that nobody can be looked at in isolation and it is a very tedious experience um therapy can take a couple of weeks Mm. once we have no overnight there's no overnight unfortunately not it's a very tiring and very exhausting, uh, painful experience as we unpack each individual within the relationship and find out exactly what is going on, what was going on during the relationship that led to the affair, whatever it was. And um, often the, the couple find out about things about each other that they actually never knew. Mm. A lot of the time it's eye-opening for both of them. So... The, the atmosphere should not be of panic. It should be of mostly calm. 
um, and to just explain that hopefully we've got the, got the commitment of both of the couples, uh, both couples both individuals, sorry, to, to make it work. And without the commitment of both of them, we cannot go any further. That's 100% certainty that unless both of them want to be there, the relation, you know, counselling cannot continue. Well, you're listening to KFM 95.9, Cybot Cindy, with me, Cindy Fancel, and I'm in studio with Tracy Zimmer Jacobs, I'm an intimacy and relationship coach. And we're speaking about um, marriages and relationships you know, can they be saved um, following an affair? So, so the thing is, Tracy. So my my whole thing is, when when there's pain, so pain is a great motivator for change. So mm-hmm. here we are. The affair has been outed. The person's in pain. Don't you think that promises are made during that that, that counselling session just to save the marriage and go back to normal as uh, uh, a relationship and go back to normal as quickly as possible? Hmm. So how would you gauge sincerity or commitment under those circumstances? Yeah, it's difficult. It's like um, promising to go on a diet on the Monday morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. Don't we all? Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. And hopefully the therapist is, um, should I say, clog enough to know, well, to... I, I say this with caution because even the smartest therapists, I know. you know, seen not seen signs that this person is not coming forward with the truth the and truth. with all sincerity mm. and whatever. And you can't really read a human being that well. No, well I mean, none of us. No, can. we can't. But we we can sort of say from past mm-hmm. behaviour, and if we go back to childhood stuff, we can see when somebody's got issues with commitment or. Um, addiction or um, when somebody really has deep issues such as abandonment and they really battle to to commit or I would I would think that maybe we can see if there are deeper issues mm. with within this couple and under and, and, and the circumstances then the relationship is done. I mean, there's no. Well, point. not necessarily done, but if we can try and highlight those issues for the couple, and then um, let's say it's an, it, it's it's addiction, and uh, the affair isn't actually the issue, but addiction is the issue. You understand where I'm going? Um, if we can get the couple to deal with the addiction, and that could be the saving grace for the marriage. And the the addiction is uh, the the affair is just the sideline show. It's just a dis- a distraction from what the real problem is. Mm. So often the, the affair is the acting out of what really is going on. And so you so you find that once once the what's really going on is has surfaced, then things become easier for for both parties. Yes, exactly. So. Uh, her having an affair or him having an affair is just to get the attention of the spouse because really the spouse is um, an, a, a narcissist or uh, has a drinking problem or a gambling problem or something. Mm. It's, you know, might not be the actual problem. Okay, well, we're taking your calls on 86 You can SMS us on 36959. And of course, on social media, the hashtags are Sidebar Cindy and KFM Talk. I'm in studio with Tracy um, Zeman Jacobs, a relationship and intimacy coach. And we're talking about um, relationships and marriage. You know, is there hope after an affair? Can a relationship uh, or a marriage be saved after an affair? And I mean, Tracy, Tracy, um, 
she she deals with such couples and she 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 counsels for staying together which is different because i counsel for separation <laughs> when i see patients uh, you know under under such circumstances so when it comes to okay the other thing about counseling that i wanted to ask you mm. um tracy is that are are men willing to go for counseling because i know women uh, this is from anecdotal from the work that i do women are always willing to try they go the extra mile to try and make things work males so interesting you should say that cindy because the majority of um client requests at the moment are from men and uh they want they're coming forward more and more to save their marriages okay yes um generally speaking in my practice i'm not only saying as per se infidelity requests but marriage counseling per se sex therapy per se they are the majority of the client requests oh, that's coming great through. to hear yeah. so so I, yeah. I must yeah i must adjust the way i think about you know the men versus women in, under, under these yeah. circumstances and is and is therapy covered by medical aid would medical aid pay for something like this just, just as an aside i'm not currently contracted in okay so it's always cash but it's always cash but i am hoping to make some moves with the council this year okay it's just got a little bit crazy um but if anyone knows anyone at the social work council, <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, please help me. So, yeah. you know, before we went on air, we spoke about children. Yes. And, um, you know, you mentioned how it's important for you, if, if the couple has children, it's important, it's even more important for you to save, to save the relationship. Mm. Um, why, 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 is, why is that? Well, I advocate very strongly that unless, unless yes. there is any type of abuse whatsoever, physical, sexual, um, even emotional abuse at all, that there's really no real reason for the couple to get divorced. If there is abuse of any type, then the relationship must end for the sake of the safety of the children. In any marriage, the children come first no matter what. And this I feel so strongly about. But if there's a matter of discourse, a couple are fighting, um, if, the, if the children are harmed, yes, on a daily basis, and they're subjected to abuse, verbal abuse, it can have a long-term uh, long effect on the children. Mm -hmm. But where I'm coming from is that if in the case of an infidelity, and the couple can solve the issues, mm -hmm. then they must, for the sake of the children, solve the issues and make this marriage work. Children suffer immensely from divorce. The disruption to their lives, their families, um, their homes, their schools, um, not knowing where they are one day of the week to the next, um, having to settle into one home only to have to unpack and settle into another. Um, we, it is my opinion, we need to make children's lives as undisruptive as possible. We need to give them as much security and safety as possible by giving them as much routine as possible. And if there's any chances this couple can get their marriage back on track and they are both 100% committed to doing that, then for the sake of their children, 
they should really, really, really try. We've had a, we've had a few tweets. So um, Opie tweets and says that this coach on Sidebar Cindy wants to create a Truth and Reconciliation Commission after an affair in a marriage relationship. Me? Never. There's absolutely no amount of counselling that will make me forgive the highest form of betrayal. Like, no. And that's, that was his comment. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, there are people that feel that way. Mm. And, you know, this is their deal breaker. If there's infidelity, they're done. It's interesting because men tend to be far less for- forgiving than women. Okay. Um, also, it's easy, and I'd like to know from that Twitter, 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 (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, if he's ever actually been in that position, because it's easier to say to say things, uh, you know, than to do them. So, yeah, never say never. Number one. Number two, uh, I wonder from male listeners, um, you know, would you is it easier to for a woman to forgive than a man to forgive and has this got to do with ego because that tends to be my my research okay well sidebar cindy yeah. at kfm 95.9 so we're going to go through a bit of um a few practical points mm-hmm. on 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 the counseling and and the, the steps back to to salvaging the relationship or the marriage and so um i read i read some some work by um Brittany wong so the first thing that she says is that you must come clean with the truth. So do you tell everything? Do you leave parts out? Because I feel that words stick. So some of the things you are unforgettable. I mean, some stuff you'll just never forget. So what would you recommend, mm. Tracy? Well, there are two schools of thought. Um, as you clearly said, words stick. And do you really, really want to know everything I'll never forget that somebody once said to me be careful what you ask because you might not want to hear the answer Mm. and um, I know we say we want to hear know every last little detail but that can actually be worse Mm. and then of course the other side of the coin is not knowing can also drive one crazy so how much do you know? How much don't you know? Um, it's a difficult, it really is a difficult one to answer. And I mm-hmm. think whilst the couple are in therapy, this does need to be spoken about. Careful what you ask for. Do you really want to know the answer? Mm. And what are the consequences of knowing these things? Okay, so the individual must make the, make the decision yeah, and be able to live with the consequences of whatever they're going to hear. Yeah, but I do believe that, you know, some answers need to be given. But sometimes we have to also accept that they may not ever be given. Correct, absolutely And there's a way of working through that. Exactly, that's exactly it. So within, with the couple, some boundaries need to be put around what can be asked, what can be not asked, what can be told. What, is this enough for the person to accept? Do they need more? How much more? Mm-hmm. And, and so on and so forth. So the second point is um, be an open book. So, this, so the, 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 the advice given here is that be willing to do whatever your spouse or partner needs to feel more secure in the relationship, whether it's sharing information about cell phones, um, texts, Facebook posts, credit card um, account, you know, um, um, bills. What about that? Because obviously, you know, the, the partner that's been cheated on will want to know 
everything well going i think forward. it goes back to the same as before mm. do you really want to know everything how much does the uh let's call it the perpetrator how much does he actually have or she have to disclose mm. um and what good actually will it do for some people it might give disclosure for other people it actually might be more harmful but going forward so say for example yes. your phone has a password and your oh, partner going asks forward, yeah yes. partner asks okay Cindy from now onwards can can we have your phone on the table open no password and have access to it 24/7 Mm. Do you ever recommend that? Well, let's talk about trust. Mm. <laughs> trust has to be rebuilt. And it's going to be a very, very, very hard um, task to to go for. And trust is, wow, to rebuild it again, things like passwords and things like that are going to have to be a subject to be uh, navigated. Okay. Okay, so we'll, we'll get her back. We've just lost her. So the third point, which is probably the most important point, is um, end all contact with your affair partner. And in this case, they say if you get an email, a text, or any form of initiation of communication from your affair partner, you need to tell your, your, your spouse or your partner immediately. Well, I go back to a point made earlier, and that is how committed are the two individuals in this relationship to making it work. Mm -hmm. And if there is a 100% commitment mm -hmm. to making this work, then there needs to um, be a, pro a ceremony around closing this relationship that once was mm -hmm. and going forward. And confrontations, do you believe that um, there should be a phone call made, you know, say, you know, someone calls and says, hi, I'm Cindy, you're having an affair with my partner and I want to say, put you on speakerphone and let's have this discussion where we are pledging to end this. Would, would you recommend that? I've never actually heard of that before, but if it's okay with all three uh, parties, we're on the side of caution about that and... Um, I wouldn't do that, no. Okay. I well, wouldn't. we have Piwa back, um, and she's calling from Fosleras. Hi. Hi, and how are you? Good, good. Now, that sounds much clearer. Welcome back. Okay. Uh, so, I'm in a bit of a situation here. I got married in December. Yes. Found out that my husband was cheating around January. And, yeah, at first, it didn't sit well with me. We spoke about it, and I let it slide. A few months down the line, I got sick, went to the doctor, and found out that I'm HIV positive. So meaning during his cheating, he also got the disease. Mm. After getting that, I then moved out of the house because I, I felt so betrayed that how could he even not protect me wherever he was. Mm. So I'm actually listening now that how do I fight for my marriage? How do I trust him again? Mm. Good question. Have you got children together? Well, no, you we just got don't. married in January. We in don't have kids together yet. We mm. got married in December. Mm. Yo, that is a, would you like to trust him again? It, it's a bit difficult. It's a bit difficult because there's a whole lot of things that actually came out 
after I found a lot about the cheating. There's mm. a whole lot of things that he lied about and he didn't disclose to me before we even got married. Mm. It's a difficult so there one. are times where I, I feel like I would want to go back and try. But when I said again, I asked myself, what if he does the same thing again? What do I do? Mm. You know, um, I'd be cautious to actually give advice because I don't know the whole situation. But uh, at this point in time, there are no children involved. No, so, um, based on the fact that you've got not much to lose at this point, mm-hmm. if, if, uh, I'm not, how long have you known him for before you got married? So before we got married, I actually know him from back in high school. We dated mm. back in high school. We then went our separate ways for like 10 years. 10 years later, we decided to give it a try again. We then dated for four years mm. before we got married. So you actually dated in high school? We dated in high school before, yes. All right. Well, my number one rule is never go back to us. So there we go. <laughs> I said it indirectly. I'm sorry. But that's yeah. my number one rule is you never, ever go back to us. Ever. Okay. okay. Um, if there were warning signs already there in, at school that you broke up, or well, why did you break up then? And I think we were still kids then. There weren't much warning signs at that time. We were still young. Yeah, no, I do get that, obviously. Mm, yeah. But... Um, I think that you should seriously look at this guy and find out if you would really like to start the rest of your future with a guy um, who hasn't been honest with you about many, many things, especially your, your, his status. And your health is something that is, uh, I wouldn't, I would not toy with my life. I actually, to be honest with you, I wouldn't give him a second chance. You know, this is, he's given you a disease, a life-threatening disease, and he's lied to you about so many other things. Um, starting your future off with this kind of man would just be playing with more fire. That's my opinion. Thank you. Okay, Pure. Well, we'll take your number, and um, I'll be in touch with you after the show. Yeah, thank you, right, Dr. Cindy. Thank you. Okay, thank you for calling and sharing that. Thank you. Okay, well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Kai FM 95.9 Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy Fansale, and um, Tracy Zeman Jacobs. And we're talking about marriages and relationships. Can they survive infidelity? And if so, how? So the next point that comes up, um, Tracy, is that um, you need to accept this is now we're building towards making it work. You need to accept that your spouse may want to continue talking about the affair. So you said sorry, you've apologized, you've groveled, you've done everything, you're now back together again. But the person that was cheated on might want to keep bringing the topic up. Mm. So, you know, what do you feel about about that? Because, I mean, that's like picking at a scab. Mm. And you're trying to move forward mm. and build, build something new and better. Yeah. Well, if it's going on for 18 months afterwards, I think enough is enough. Mm. <laughs> you know, five years down the line, we're still asking questions. Yeah, it's enough. Um, and I think that we, you know, the, in the therapeutic session, uh, a certain time limit should be given. How long are we going to go on and on it's about like a, it? a period of mourning and yes. having it out and after that, we move on. Yes. We do have to be sensitive to the fact that 
these things take a long time to yeah. heal and to go away. But a certain limit should be like, like boundaries in life, boundaries around everything. But the victim should be able to mourn and indulge and be angry and hurt and um, yeah, ask the questions and screen and do all the things that are necessary, but to a point. As a, as a form of rebuilding the trust and, yes. and, and gaining the security. Back. Yes, that is the point, is to rebuild trust and to be able to start over again. We're taking some calls. We have Ravi calling us. Um, yeah, and he, okay, Ravi. Thank you and welcome to Sidebot, Cindy. Oh, thanks very much for having me. Good evening to everybody that's there in the studio and happy Father's Day and June Day. I mean, this day to everybody in South Africa. Thank you. Yes, um, I'd like to say um, regarding the topic, um, what I have to say is I think that um, first of all, marriages can survive uh, after infidelity, well, depending as well on how many times whichever one of the spouse has cheated. So, like... For example, if I can cheat once, um, for whatever reason, I feel as if, just like in the human nature, we always say everybody deserves a second chance. Mm. And if we can get second chances, then we can sit down and, first of all, talk about our issues. I can, I have to be honest on why I cheated in the first place. So if I can tell my partner, listen, this was the reason I felt as if you were pushing me away, whatever it may be. So that we can get that done. Obviously, like um, like it was mentioned there, that you have to now talk about it. You can't just like push it under the, underneath the carpet and let's uh, let's just move on. But you have to talk about it, understand, iron out, iron out all the issues, and then you see how we can move forward. Um, as well as in a marriage, for me in a marriage, I'm not married yet, but I'm just saying in a marriage, obviously you need to have trust. So let's say you've been with a person for however amount of years. So we need trust in the marriage. And I would say in as much as it's a sticky topic, but you need as well the guidance of God mm. and knowing your doctrine in order for you not to stumble and fall into things like infidelity and, and such. So, yeah, that's my two cents on the matter. Thank you so much. Thank you. We have Prudence calling us from Zakane. Um, hi, Prudence, and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Good evening, Doctor. Um, thank you so much for taking my call. I just wanted to know if there's anything or any such thing called emotional cheating in a relationship. I know I'm a bit off topic there, but I just wanted some clarity. Okay, we'll ask. I'll ask Tracy to answer that. Of course, there's uh, emotional in- infidelity. Absolutely. Um, in fact. There's no, there's not much difference between uh, sexual infidelity and emotional infidelity. In fact, in fact, Esther Perel in her book called State of Affairs says that it is, it's, it's called sex. It's just as much as sex as not. Because when you are confiding with somebody emotionally, um, talking to them about your deep, darkest problems or, um, it's, it's sexual. That is, when you have a good girlfriend and you sit down girl to girl and you um, have a glass of wine and you're chatting about your problems, well, unless you're both lesbian, it's, it's not sexual. Or unless you want to date her, you know. When guys get together for a beer and they maybe mention that something is happening to each other, you know, one of them at work, 
it's not an affair. But when a guy and a woman are talking about emotional issues, that is sexual. To answer your question, yeah, I think I mean, look. If anything, if anything is happening outside of of the relationship that the other partner doesn't know about, yes. right? If you if you can't put whatever you're doing on a billboard or on a piece of paper for the other person to know, then then you know there is a problem. Yep. So if you've just joined us, you're listening to Sidebar Cindy, and I'm with Tracy um, Zeman Jacobs in the studio. She's a relationship and intimacy coach, and we're talking about saving relationships and marriages after an affair, and if it's possible. So one of the, so we're going through points on how to make this happen, and something important has come up, and it says here, don't just be sorry, say you're sorry and mean it, mm. right? And so my opinion is that it's always difficult to gauge the sincerity of a person, how sorry a person is. You know, if if I was in a corner, um, you know, I'd say sorry because I just want everything to go back to normal, and you know, please stop harassing me. This pain must go away. So yes, I'm sorry. Let's move on. You know. Um, that's a hard one. Yeah. Well, actions do speak louder than words. And um, if, if the couple are really serious about moving forward, then there are techniques that can be used, but not only just uh, for the bedroom or what, 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 but there needs to be a level of commitment um, showing up on both, particularly for the, the person who has cheated, it's about showing up and and being different, mm. um, making the effort, doing the things that are necessary to prove to your spouse that you are different or that something has changed or that you are making an effort to change the situation. Yeah, sorry can be just a lot of words. And... Um the other thing that, that that just came to my mind now, Tracy, is in terms of, of informing close family members mm. and the children, do you advise couples to, to keep updating them on the progress or to only give an update once a final decision has been made? Huh. It depends how old the, ch- the children are. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're old enough to understand what is going on and that mom and dad are seeing a therapist and this is what's happening depends how they are and what they understand some parents some families are a bit intrusive by nature Mm. so you don't have a choice (laughs) you'll be constantly bombarded with what's happening and blah 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 Mm. um yeah look it's a difficult it's difficult because people care and they want to be updated they want to know is everything okay mm-hmm. is the couple all right how are the children how's this one coping how's that one coping um and people genuinely are concerned and others just want the aggie so it would it's always better to keep people in the loop it's always better to keep people educated. but you have to be selective about who you're keeping but in the loop. you need to Trust again. Here comes trust. Trust those who really have your best interests at heart. Okay. And yeah, keep it simple. Keep it to the facts. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's ten to eight. We're still taking your calls on zero eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. We have Pravash on the line, and he's calling us from Brakpan. Um, good evening, and welcome to Sidebar, Cindy. Hello. Hi, Pravash. You're Hi. on air. Um, it's actually it's actually Rabbi. Okay. 
Yes, um, good evening once again. I was, I was I called in a few minutes ago, but unfortunately my call cut off. But my point was that um, I was making that I'd like to talk about this topic in two spheres. Firstly, like if people are dating. Yes. And secondly, when people are married. So when people are dating, I feel as if, I don't know, it's, it's human nature. People tend to wander off within the relationship and want to cheat for whatever reason. But I feel as if in in how we we work as humans, we like to say we, we deserve second chances. Everybody deserves a second chance. The mm. person might have cheated for whatever reason, and but when once you cheat, you might love the person, but you just cheat off of the heat of the moment. But you still love the person you're with, so you deserve a, che- a second chance. Mm. You talk about the reasons why you've cheated, like you mentioned in the show earlier. You have to not just sweep everything under the carpet but you talk about it and understand find common ground on why it happened why did I cheat these are my reasons and move on and secondly in the sphere of um, marriage and if as well kids are involved I don't think divorce would be the right unless abuse is involved like like was mentioned earlier but if I cheat in a marriage once I think I deserve a second chance, but if I cheat twice, then I wouldn't blame my spouse for feeling as if, no, I've given you the second chance. You've now cheated me on me the second time. And then you, you've, you've basically shot yourself on both feet. You're no, no more feet to stand on. So, mm-hmm. and if kids are involved as well, I don't think after one cheating, after two, then obviously, like I've just said, but after one, then I don't think it's, best for the kids for now like like you like was mentioned because i was listening that the kids now have to go through the whole divorce process am i going to stay with mom am i going to stay with dad because it really plays a negative role in their growth so my point is that people should get second chances but if you've done it more than once then you don't have any food to stand on so yeah Thank you for that call, Ravi. Okay. We have Susan calling us from Rudeport. Um, good evening, Susan, and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hi, good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. Hi. Um, it's my first time on radio. I don't normally, uh, you know, phone in and comment. Mm. But I think tonight's topic is just very close to my heart because it's something that I've been dealing with for, you know, almost 15 years. Mm. Um, my husband cheated on me um, about, what, probably about 13 years ago with a work colleague. And, you know, ever since then, my life has never been the same, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, So when the doctor says that give him one chance, but not a second chance, I do agree with her. Because um, after the first incident, the cheating has been, you know, uh, not regular, but there has been suspicious incidents. Mm. And I feel like you never stop looking over your shoulder and wondering when will be the next time, you know? So you find yourself being like a policewoman, policing cell phones, policing his movements, and that's not what a marriage should be about. Mm. So if I could have walked away the first instance, if I could go back in time, I would have walked away. I would not have given him a second chance. Mm. And yeah. and Susan, did you did you did you have you had a chance to have therapy? Have you had a chance to to speak about what happened um ten years ago? 
Um, we had a chance, but we didn't go for formal counselling. But um, I find like he, he blamed me for introducing him or leading him to this woman, which was my work colleague. And he never really took responsibility mm-hmm. for his actions. You know, but I also blame myself for giving him so many chances. And now I find that um, so many years later, I feel like I, I just have to, I just have to carry on with my life with him. Yeah. You know, so it's cheating. Yeah. It's really, um, I've never recovered from it. Really, I haven't. It damages. It puts a dent in your relationship. It's very, very difficult to to mm. fix that dent. And it and it affects your self esteem um, as well. It affects your self esteem. It affects your children. And um, so many years later, our relationship will never be the same. Yeah. That trust has been broken. It's been shattered. You know, mm. we're still together, but. It will never be the same. same. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you so much for sharing that with thank us, Susan. You. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. So we have time for one more call. We have Rufilia on the line, and she's also calling us from Rudaport. Um, mm-hmm. The West, the West is to the West <laughs> Rand is tuned, and nice to live there. Um, Rufilia, thank you for calling, and welcome to Sidebar, Cindy. Thank you for taking my call. Um, so I, I was with a younger man. Uh, we were together for about six years, and about a year ago, in 2017. I actually accidentally found out that he was cheating on me. Mm. Um, uh, we had a lot of fights and he was actually cheating with a married woman as well at the time. And uh, it was quite difficult because, yeah, um, I really thought, I never expected it. I had my suspicion, but for some reason is is that um, I never went with my gut feeling and all that. And he actually managed to persuade me that I was paranoid, etc., etc. And then when I did find found out, I threw him out of the house and etc. But then I took him back last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year, in between Feb and April, those suspicions, those suspicions that I had initially, they actually were woken again by his behaviour. Mm-hmm. And I actually found out he was cheating again. Mm. And uh, sure. I must tell you, is is that it shattered me. It actually literally blew up my world because I never expected or thought that he would do you this do to me again, again mm-hmm. in such a short period of time. So in my opinion, is I think is, is that he really never stopped mm. and I think he just manipulated me all this time. Just to, just to get you back? Basically, yes. Mm, okay. The thing is, is the worst part is, is we've got a, a, a child together um, and my, I do have other children and my other children actually, um, they loved him to birth. And it impacted them as well when he when he left the house and yeah. when this cheating happened. Um, and now with this time as when he left again, I obviously they don't know what really happened and what the truth is. Yeah. But the thing is, is that his child is also here, and he seems to be above oblivious to the fact that he's got a child here, and he's carrying on with his life with this other woman who also has a child or children, and they're living. Like in a happy, happy couple, happy life. Because I don't know. Okay. Well, we've run out of time, but we'll be in touch with you after the show. Thank you. Okay. Well, running out of time, Tracy. Just Mm. a short nugget for you to share with our listeners before I let you go. Sure. How do we wrap this all up? Okay. So you can save a marriage after an infidelity. Both couples, both individuals, have to be um, committed to wanting to save it. There is a lot of destruction, a lot of despair, hurt, anger, resentment, pain. But 
um, once all of that is out the way, if it's at all possible, the couple can repair the um, relationship. Okay. Yeah. So my my goodbye is. Um, pain is the greatest motivator for change and this is why I counsel for separation so I believe that people should separate stay apart for a while see if they still want to be together and then if they do get back together again Sidebar with Cindy every Monday to Thursday 7 to 8pm on Kaya FM 95.9 Rewinding Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind visit kayafm.co.za for more